Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Joining us today is Miss Christy Bennett, the brand new, she still has the shine on her, police chief from Hot Springs Village and Christy. What was the one crazy thing somebody said to you? I'm sure there's only just been one. So in law enforcement, there's going to be many. I have to be careful when I'm asked this question because we live a different world than normal people do, I call. Um, so my craziest thing may be too over the top for a lot of people. So I'm going to kind of a middle of the road. Um, and it's probably been heard a lot of time. But the best thing that I hear is those aren't my pants. Those are my pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You may not have seen some of our other episodes, but when we interview uh, Jeff Adkins, one of my buddies here, and he, he's a programmer just around the street. Well, he's a programmer, right? Huh? He, he sits in a dark hole all day, right? And, uh, you know, we'll say, okay, we need to interview. And he'll go, hang on, I got to get some pants. And I'm like, we're only shooting you from the chest up. What? Those aren't my pants. So let me go a little further for that to understand. <laughs> Anytime you, um, I would say in my career, probably 12 times that I've arrested somebody who had drugs on them. That was their excuse. These aren't my pants, which just for future reference, that does not get you out of the drug charge. If drugs are found in your pants that you claim aren't yours. Whoa, 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 whoa. If somebody else put these pants on me, though, Christy, that could be right. Well, we all have the authority and responsibility to ensure whatever pair of pants we wear do not have narcotic or illegal substances in it. And it goes the same for your vehicle. So you're telling me if I go to my bedroom and I put on a pair of pants, number one, make sure they're my pants. Right. And number two, make sure there aren't any narcotics or, or illegal paraphernalia in them. Right. And it's always a good thing to ensure that <laughs> every time. This is going to be a completely delightful hour. I promise you. Thank you for joining <laughs> us for another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out. I'm Dennis Simpson. Randy Cantrell will be back soon. I promise. And she's Christy Bennett, the brand new police chief. Christy, it's not really fair when I say you're the new police chief, because you've been around these parts a long time. Give us your story. How did you, you were born a, a, a child in the area, right? What happened? Okay. So I grew up 
here in Hot Springs Village. My mom and dad lived right outside the gate, and they were the ones that helped build this village in the late 80s and early 90s. My mom was a wallpaper hanger, and my dad is a rock and stone mason. So growing up, I got to see the village start out to the dirt road that was past um, DeSoto at Ponce de Leon with the big, they had these big uh, yellow things. That's as far as the village went. And I used to, they used to drag me to work with them. And I was either a joint raker. I don't know if you know what that oh, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or I was the, the wallpaper paster and you, um, that's a lot of work too. So I was doing that from the time I can remember. And so I got to go in almost all of the houses that were being built. And I remember as a kid thinking, wow, this is the most beautiful place on earth. And I don't know if I would ever be able to live in a place like this. So growing up and I went to Jesseville school and um, after I, I graduated Jesseville in 2000 and I literally would help my mom and not my dad so much at that age, because when you get older, the sun hurts you, you know, and my dad has a very tough job. I don't know how he does it, but um, I stuck with my mom until I left for college. I went to Henderson. I went to Henderson for four years. And after Henderson, I got a job with the Texarkana, Arkansas Police Department. I'm very thankful for my time down there. It was an exceptional and incredible career. But during that time, I would have to come home to see my parents and my grandparents and my brother and my family on the weekends. And as a new officer, you're always on night shift for several years. And um, that those times are very few and far between. So the first few Thanksgivings and Christmas, everybody here would load up and come down there for me, and uh, which I very much appreciate it. But um, as I grew in my career, I was able to come up a little bit more. And my husband and I, we always knew that this is where we would want to end up. But we just didn't think it was going to be an opportunity or a blessing so soon. So when I got the um, call that the position was available and posted, I jumped on the opportunity thinking there's probably no way I would be able to have that blessing so early in life uh, to be able to have the choice to move. And it just so happened, um, you know, it, it fell in place. So we're here a lot earlier than I expected, but I'm so thankful and blessed for that opportunity. Can I show you something really sure, fast? Please, of course, of course. And for our listening audience, you're going to have to go to, you're going to have to go to YouTube and see it. Oh, I love your, oh my God. That is literally my view. And, um, and, and no offense to Texarkana, I spent there a long time, but my view in Texarkana was an abandoned train station, homeless camp, and um, the rail yard. Uh, no offense to rail yards or homeless people, but. No, 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 none taken. Just you, you appreciate little things like that, you know, just to be able to look out your window and see such an incredible view. And, you know, here in Hot Springs Village, it's, it's, it's unlike reality compared to what I'm used to. Still settling in. Um, sights and smells are incredible. And um, I get to see my mom every day and my grandma and, and, and my family. So life is good. It really is. You know, it's funny, the parallels that you and I have, we're all both from Arkansas, which in the village is kind of rare. I mean, really, you know, but the other thing is, is that I, I mean, Texarkana is a nice place. It really is. It's a beautiful, lush area. Very beautiful. We're very well grown, nice area, but I, I make note, you know, we have four Airbnbs here on Lake DeSoto and, and I make note to people, you know, you could stay anywhere you want, but you wake up in the, <clears throat> excuse me, you wake up in the morning, yawn and stretch and look out over a parking lot. You're like, uh, mm, uh, uh, 
I, I think the Coopers were genius in, 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 in seeing this vision. And, and, and if anybody, they really deserve the credit. Now, I got to ask, because these are longtime friends of mine, Sissy Bennett, Bush Bennett, are these names that ring a bell with your parents? No, no. Okay. So far since I've been here, everybody thinks that I'm related to the Stonemason Bennett, the Bennett brothers. Right. I'm not. My dad actually started with them back when he was like 19 years old. So, and you know, I know the Bennett's have done a lot of things here in the village as well. And they're an incredible family. Uh, it's an honor to, you know, think that I'm related to them, but unfortunately, no, um, my husband is a Bennett and he is, his Bennett's are from the Florida area. Well, what, let's go to the, to the chase. Now, what are the challenges? What are the luxuries in the village? Number one, the view is hard to beat anywhere you look, the view is hard to beat, but number two, as, as Ricky, who we dearly love, as Ricky said, in very simple terms, we have every crime that every major city has. We just don't have as much of it. Is that fair? Absolutely. Very fair. Very fair. And I would think that a lot of it is just perception. You know, I think um, and, and I can tell you that my perception before I, I was I was here on the weekends. We've had a lake home here for about almost two years in March. And um my perception versus reality has changed because even when I was here for the weekends, I thought, oh, there's no crime that occurs. You know, this is this is it. This is the safest place on the planet. Although I do agree that this place is much safer than most. Um, there is a amount of crime here. It's just inevitable. Um, and I've seen through working here at the police department that it's the same crime as everywhere else except that we don't have the amount and we don't have the level of violence. And I'm very thankful for that. Well, Ricky made note that, that this job, because of the, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth. Basically what I understood was, is that because they weren't running from fire to fire, to fire, to fire, to fire, or in Little Rock shooting to shooting, to shooting, to shooting, that, that they had the luxury to give a lot more, frankly, customer service. Is that what you're finding? Yes, and that is my purview. In Texarkana, we did run from call to call to call, but fortunately, we had a very big belief in community-oriented policing, although with staffing levels and the amount of calls that we had to go to, that amount of community policing was drastically reduced. Here, we're able to do that, and not only are we able to focus on community-oriented policing, and I'll tell you about a little bit more about that um, in just a second, but we're able to um, really be involved in providing that customer service. We're not rushed on calls as such bigger cities. Um, we're not having to prioritize. And when I say that um, in bigger cities, you have to prioritize. You know, your rapes, robberies, and murders are obviously what everybody's going to first, any type of violent crime. And then your thefts, things like that, that aren't in progress, that can take some time for a response for. Um, fortunately, we don't have any of that as far as high levels. Um, so we're able to focus more on the com community policing side, which is my biggest part of my career. That's what I focused on. Well, tell me now, you, the police academy will continue, but maybe with a little Christy spin. Well, what's going on here? Yes. Yeah, so we're I know traditionally the police academies happen twice in a year. I'm not quite sure if we're going to be able to make this September Academy because I do want to bring my spin on it. I started the police Academy back in Texarkana in 2015, and it was my most favorite program. And I love the hands-on aspect of it. 
So I want to make sure that we're very prepared and we're very ready to give our citizens and our residents a very unique experience. And I know that it's going to continue to be as successful as it has. The CPA has almost 400 participants in it, and that is just an absolute floor-dropping phenomenal amount of support. Well, tell me this, and let's let's do the five-mile high view, because not you know, I know this is going to hit you as a surprise, but not everybody has watched all 132 episodes of Hot Springs Village Inside Out. I mean, I know it's like a, a moral deficit that nobody's done, that, or somebody, well, okay, probably nobody, but my point being, the ones that don't know what the community, what the, uh, the uh, academy is, tell us for that again. Sure, and go back to your point, I've been watching Inside Out for a long time. So when I got the email from Dennis, I was so excited because I was like, it's finally my turn. It's <laughs> so I, I felt starstruck when he called. Um, so CPA Citizens Police Academy is an eight week, six to eight week experience for individuals to kind of capture the true essence of law enforcement. You know, everybody typically thinks police take people to jail, but there's so much more involved in that. And we're able to give our residents a true experience of the day in the life of a police officer, detective, whatever else is going on, um, a dispatcher. You know, that is our, our very unsung heroes because... Mm. Dispatcher is our lifeline. And those ladies in our room back here, they are absolutely incredible. And they do all of it without sight. They don't get to see what we're doing. They don't get to see what's going on. When somebody calls with a tragedy that's occurring in their life, they can't see it. So they have to be their ears and their voice. And they have to make sure that they can do what they can to keep us safe in the meantime. So those ladies, they do an incredible job. You always want to keep your dispatchers happy. Very much, very much. I, it's just, it goes through my mind. I've, I've called everything from, for a lost dog to a drowning, to be exact. And, you know, let, let take a turn there just for a moment. This last week, <clears throat> and I don't know when this will air, probably late August, early September. But um, unfortunately, we had a young man who was staying at one of our rentals who went out in a pair of rubber boots, shorts, the day after it had snowed and tipped over a canoe, a kayak, and drowned. And it, it could not have been more tragic. The fact that I had a relationship like with you and like with Ricky, when I can call and say, Ricky, we have a problem, you know? Uh, and I was able to go to lunch with him a few weeks later, and, and uh, we talked about things, and he said the same thing. He said that the family apologized to me profusely, repeatedly, that they, they were so sorry this inconvenience. You know, their son drowned, and they're apologizing to us. And But Ricky said something that just spun me around, and I want to – come put this contemporaneous with what's going on. There was just an event the last last weekend in Mulberry where there was these police beating up on a guy and it, it has gone international. And, and Ricky's exact words were every police chief, every police administrator in the United States, at least is one event away from being on national news or international news. You want to talk to that? Is that correct in your mind? Well, I think I, I think we all think differently. Um, you know, and I do know that social media has brought us into a whole nother area um, when it comes to law enforcement. And unfortunately, sometimes officers are right, but they're not portrayed correctly in the media light. This situation is disgusting. And there are bad cops out there, just like there are bad cops, or I'm sorry, bad doctors and teachers um, unfortunately, there's millions of us that are so good. Incidents like this make it harder for us. 
And, you know, we don't like to see that. It makes us angry, probably more mad and angry when we see things like that, um, because we're trying so hard to bring us into a new progressive era of helping people. And that just sets us so far back. And it seems like the minute one of these incidents happen and we all, I mean, let me tell you something as law enforcement, we are the biggest family and we all support each other. It doesn't matter if it's hot Springs village, hot Springs, Garland County, Minnesota, you know, we're all here for each other. And when things like that happen, we all suffer. And it's very unfortunate um, that it seems like soon as one of these incidents happen, whether it's here in Arkansas or in California or in Minnesota, we all suffer. And then it takes so much time and so much energy to try to bounce back for that, not only for the general public, but for our law enforcement. Um, we've come to a time where hiring and retention is absolutely difficult because of this stuff right here. Nobody wants to be put in a situation to where they're out there trying to serve and protect and do the right thing all the time. And then being part of when somebody messes up. Well, and, and let me, let me, let me cut into the chase just for a moment here. I tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you all day. I'm going to follow you for all year. And I'm going to have a camera on you all year. And I'm going to take 15 seconds out of your entire year and portray that. Nobody wants to watch if, if I'm a licensed security manager for the state of Arkansas. I put in a lot of cameras. We're, we see some of the same stupid things. Okay. That said, I, I, I know that where the story starts and the story ends is not where the 15 seconds occur. Because I get paid to watch several hours and go, but did you see the other four times that this perp came in and did this before that happened? Anyway, there, the, the story cannot be contained in 15 seconds, but that's the only 15 seconds that gets shown internationally or wherever. Yes, but we're also sworn to uphold and preserve life. And we do that as far as we can in the most ethical fashion. And the ethical way is to arrest people as swiftly and with less force as possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And well, and speak to the fact and, and the comment I made with Ricky there that you know, at any moment you could find yourself on national news, you know, because of this unfortunate drowning, this man was on regional news. Uh, how does that do you live with it? Do you get up in the morning and go, I hope nothing bad happens. I'm hoping hope I'm not in front of TV cameras by noon. You know, I, I don't I don't live like that. Um, I just try to live every aspect of my life publicly. Um, and, and I. I was the PIO for Texarkana for many, many years. So I did a lot of the on-camera stuff and, and um, all the news media stuff. Um, so I know how easy it is to be put on camera. Um, that being said, I'm not perfect and I do make mistakes and I've made a lot of mistakes on camera when it comes <laughs> to speaking and, and things like that. But, you know, I've always tried to live by the basis of always do what's right and stand by that decision. And that's what I teach my officers. We always do what's right and we stand by that decision. And I think that um, because of our recruitment and retention pro program, our problem, we're in a situation to where we're not um, able to recruit individuals that live by that philosophy of being a sworn law enforcement officer to live and uphold um, the truth and the law. So it takes a lot of training and it takes a lot buy-in from the community to help us produce those officers. 
and accountability is everything. Um, you know, I'm very, very strict on the fact that um, even in we're law enforcement officers, eight to 11 to 12 hours a day, we continue to abide by that law 24 seven. Um, you know, I'm not supportive of officers and I'm very thankful because here we have the best group. It has been incredible, these guys. But I'm very supportive of the fact that, you know, officers don't drink and drive. If they do make those mistakes, they suffer the consequences. I'm not the good old boy system. I believe that a law is a law and we all operate on one side. Um, yes, law enforcement officers try to take care of each other, but that's where we got to talk about mental health and make sure that that's readily available for our police officers, because a lot of times officers go to alcohol, substance abuse, marital problems because of the situations that they're having to see on a day to day basis. And they're not coping with it as far as seeking out the mental health that they need. It's always been such a stigma on it. Um, in Texarkana, I'm so very proud of our mental health uh, support program that we've been building and it's now um, creating a lot of ground around the state. And when I came here and I was talking to these guys, I've done a lot of talking with them. One of them did mention, you know, mental health, even though we don't see as much as other bigger cities, they still see a lot. And it does mess with your mental health if you're not able to talk about it and deal with it properly. And that's what we want to prevent. We want to prevent um, officers being uh, resentful of their job, of their family, of their lifestyles, of their personal body health, because all of those things can lead into issues that we're seeing nationally on television. How can I help you if I'm damaged? Right. Well, I'll tell you what, and I want to come back. Uh, this is a strange story, but you'll know where I'm going uh, my pest control guy came in the other day. Nice guy. Great guy. Local guy. And I said, you look familiar. He said, yeah, I was in the Garland County Sheriff's Department for 14 years. And I'm like, and now you're doing pest control. He said, yeah, you couldn't force me to go back to be a police officer now. And, and I, I'm just saying that not to brag or complain on him or whatever, <clears throat> but to set the landscape, you have a landscape where people are like, I want to do the right thing and I want to help other people and I want to contribute. And it's got to be so draining. Am I wrong? Oh, you're absolutely right. And, you know, that's why um, mental health, physical fitness, um, family time is so very important for me um, in this agent or in this in this profession. It's been neglected for so long. And, um, you know, when I became chief of Texarkana, not only was I a female, but I was also the youngest chief and one of the state of Arkansas for the eighth largest city. So. It was, um, I didn't know how well it was going to be received that, you know, I expect officers to take care of themselves first and foremost, so they can take care of my, myself and my public first and foremost. And, you know, it was very well received. Um, I believe that officers need to work on their physical fitness. If we've given the opportunity to do that, um, whether it's on their lunch break, let's give them that. Let's give them that opportunity because life is hard and these guys are working all the time, um, whether it's here at home and most men and women that are in this profession, a service profession, a servant's heart profession, they tend to neglect themselves. And by spending 30 minutes, 45 minutes a day on your mental health, whether it's physical fitness or, you know, just looking at this beautiful view that I have, um, you know, those are the things that keep us on the right path to make sure that we're good officers and we can do our best to be on our tip top shape to serve and protect you. Well, let, let's go back to another point that I think I see a parallel and I want to ask if you would address uh, Texarkana. Okay. 
you can't tell me that you didn't have jurisdiction issues because you got to this line right here and you're in Texas and you get to this line over here and you're in Arkansas. And for those of you that, you know, we, we want to do the five mile high view for people that don't know the area. Texarkana, Texas sits right on the line. And back during the Obama, Obamacare days, there were people that would move to Texas to not get health care and other people who would move to Arkansas to get health care. I mean, it was literally a very fluid system. Well, you know, how can you stop at that line? And I want to draw the parallel here, just like here in the village, you have a jurisdiction. And as soon as you drive out those gates, you're in another jurisdiction, still your jurisdiction because you're county officers. How do, what are the parallels there and what are the challenges? So, you know, I, I my whole entire career, I was part of a consolidated police department with a consolidated city. And that's essentially what Texarkana is. You have Texarkana, you have literally a state line you can stand on and be in both states. Um, on the right side is Arkansas. On the left side is Texas. Texarkana, Arkansas police, Texarkana, Texas police, Miller County sheriffs, Bowie County sheriffs, DPS, Arkansas state police. So, you know, we all were used to that consolidation. I mean, we were able to, you know, through MOUs, if there was something going on in Arkansas and we needed to get to Texas, we went. You know, there was no issues with that. Um, the only issues that you kind of had is whenever you made the arrest, um, you know, it depended on which jail they went to, which is kind of like here, you know, kind of like here. So I don't know everything about this yet. I've met with both incredible they're very good guys and they've been so forthcoming with information like i said my guys here they got this um i was a little concerned about it it doesn't seem like it's much different the 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 differences on challenge wise is um radios um i'm sure you know but our, we've got some radio challenges here we live in the most beautiful place on earth but there's lots of mountains so it, <laughs> radio challenges when it comes to talking to our dispatchers and having dead spots, which is a huge office of safety. I'm not quite sure how we're going to handle that yet or fix it, but you know, you've got two different systems in both Garland County and Saline. So, but everybody's really working together around here that I see as far as it comes to law enforcement and everybody's out for the same goal to serve and protect, you know, yes, we're a hot springs village police department, but we're in Garland County right now. And then on the other side is Saline County and both sheriffs agree, you know, we all work together. So that's what's best. And that's how we handle it. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Tell me this. You talk about the goals. Tell me the goals. What are your plans? What do you want to do? So again, you know, I come in here to a phenomenal police agency and I'm telling you these guys, I don't know if you've met all uh, 21 of them, but they are so smart talented. Um, some of the, the things that we're looking at, um, and here's the job, my job as a chief is not to change things. It's obviously been working great before I got here. I'm not looking to change that. I want it to continue to be great. My job is to try to clear those paths and those uh, challenges that we have as far as technology training, officer safety issues, and move them away out of the way so our officers can be their very best. And training is a very big deal for me, officer safety, and we do have some technology issues. Um, I know Dennis and you and I have talked a little bit about it and it's being addressed. We have an IT and an amazing IT department over at the OA and they've been stepping up and helping me with assessments on our technology. And when I say technology, I say our radios, our reporting system, our dispatch system, um, all of those things, there are at the end of their life. So it is to a point that we need to address and plan for the future. And that's what we're looking at doing. But as far as um, the agency, um, you know, we came in and did a little bit of a facelift. I had a lot of family. So we brought them all in on the weekend and did some painting and 
Mike over at the POA and his crew helped us out with some painting as well. And they're all just incredible. So we had a late night team leadership paint party night and uh, all the, the guys that were available came in and we did a lot of painting. I know that some of these guys are better cops than painters and that's okay. But, um, you know, we're just learning each other, working together. I'm spending a lot of time out in the community. Um, I just drive around and see if I can talk to people as much as possible. What I do notice is it rains a lot here. I'm not quite used to that. <laughs> we had a guy that moved from Southern California, Brad Beaumont, who was a, um, a, a security guard there actually for, he was a security guard for a vineyard. They had to actually protect the, the great vineyards and a lot of other things. A very interesting guy who had some incredible stories. And he was asking me a lot of questions about Arkansas before he got here. And he said, you know, it says it rains between 70 and 75 inches a year. He said, does the sun ever shine? I'm like, all the time, man. So in, in last fall, we go to Long Beach and I'd never been to California before. And we're in Long Beach and they said, now it's going to rain tomorrow. So we, everybody may kind of stay in. It got cloudy. It drizzled. And that was rain. I'm like, no, no. Three inches is when it rains. Drizzle. <laughs> Right. So I'm, I was two hours away for 18 years and I had to live vicariously through my parents whenever it didn't rain for months. And they're like, Oh, it's raining. I never realized it rains every day. So my plants are doing incredible. I love, I love flowers. They're doing incredible hair. Not so much, you know, so it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, you just got to adapt and overcome. My mom says monitor and adjust monitor and adjust. <laughs> well, Christy, I'll tell you what, here, here's what we're going to need to do. We're going to need to come back around. This is just kind of an initial, hi, how you doing? Could you come see us every couple of months? I would love to. We would love to have you. We really would. I'll tell you what, for Hot Springs Village Inside Out, I'm Dennis Simpson. He's going to be Randy Cantrell. She's Christy Bennett. Thanks for joining us again there. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.